This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You are listening to The Arenality on RFM. Kia ora everyone, my name is Arina Aizal and thank you for tuning in on RFM for my podcast and radio show, The Arenality. So The Arenality is a platform for women with international backgrounds on their cultural identities, belonging and well-being in Aotearoa. In this episode, we have Sarah Shazali, a psychology Malaysian student here at University of Otago, who is passionate about bullet journaling and art. Uh, kia ora, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. Well, actually, that's not right because I'm actually in your room. <laughs> True. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me to your warm, warm room. Um, so we're doing this interview uh, beside her bed next to a heater. <laughs> so we're really warm and cozy. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Yeah, um, would you mind introducing yourself? Um, my name's Sarah Shazali. I study psychology at University of Otago. And in what year are you in? Oh, I'm in second year. Second year. Going into third year next sem. Oh, okay. And you finished your exams? Yeah. Oh, exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and what are you currently doing now, now, now that you're finished? I've just been working, yeah, part-time job and sleeping, catching up on my sleep. That's great, yeah. <laughs> and I know that you're an introvert yeah. as well, like yes. me, so we need more social battery yes. charging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank you for being here today. I, and I was telling you this just now, that my favorite memory with you... <laughs> was at a sleepover with a lot of friends. I think there were like seven of us. Mm, yeah. Uh, but we watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes. I think it was the second last season, not not the final season, mm. second last. We finished the whole season yeah. overnight. We were the only ones awake. Yeah, <laughs> because we were just like so into it and we just couldn't finish. Sarah, I think why I find you very very interesting and why I want you <laughs> to be on uh, this podcast is because I admire your artwork oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, you have an Instagram art account don't you yeah oh. but I haven't been using it in a while but like it's still there mm-hmm. and yeah you can go <laughs> see it it's um, Sarah's Bujo, as in S-E-R-A-A-S-B-U-J-O. Mm. Sarah's Bujo. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Bujo. Mm. For people who don't know, because I, I oh. do have the knowledge, <laughs> but some people don't know what Bujo is. Bujo is bullet journaling. It's ah. basically, you journal like your daily life, maybe monthly or weekly, depending on you. But it's just basically you plan out your schedule or you include your daily, like, what happened that day with pictures or your art, your drawings or anything, whatever you want. Mm. Yeah. But for me, I used to do like um, monthly schedules and weekly schedules just to keep track of what I have to do. Mm. And sometimes if I go somewhere, then I will make like a page dedicated to that location. 
like mm. you know tunnels beach or ah. <laughs> whatever <laughs> like if i go to christchurch or anywhere then yeah so it becomes a travel journal as yeah. well mm. yeah um so the difference between uh bullet journaling and like normal journaling is that you get to make your own templates yeah is that right yeah because like normal journaling is like it comes in a like a preset a fixed template book journal yeah that is like you just have to fill in with like like those diaries yeah right? yeah yeah so bullet journal is that you make your own like layout i guess is that you can design your own layouts according to what fits you best. Yes, yeah. and you make it so pretty because oh. <laughs> you have the capacity to do it. Yeah, Thank and you. I think we'll talk more about um, bullet journaling later. But first, I'm interested to know like what kind of art are you doing now? Because I know like as an artist, um, art changes over time depending yes. on like how you feel the phase of life you're in and you know you might want to try something new mm. so tell us about your current phase <laughs> my current phase is um oil pastels which i came across like last like end of last year like through instagram like explore oh. <laughs> like a lot of People, I don't know, it just suddenly came out on my Explorer, like, a lot of accounts using oil pastels. Mostly, I think it was, like, Korean or, like, Japanese accounts. And they were they always make things seem pretty, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, they use the oil pastels, like, in a really pretty way. And, yeah, I wanted to try that. For me, when I was a kid, I used to go to art classes. Ah. And we used crayons a lot. And it's, like, when I used the oil pastels, it kind of, like... Made me reminisce uh-huh. of what art used to be for me. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like it was fun, and it's messy. So the messiness makes it fun, also, mm. kind of, because I can mix and do yeah. stuff with it. Let's go way back. You did say <laughs> about childhood, right? Yeah. But let's go way back to the first time you did art. Like, mm. do you remember how you started it, doing art? I started doing art probably because my parents sent me to art classes. And yeah, it, I think it was when I was like eight or nine years old. But honestly, it's like art has been like a thing in my family for like from my arwa. How do I say arwa? Uh, late. Oh, like my late grandfather. Yeah, he because he was an artist, he was a painter. Mm. And he was kind of famous, I guess, among art people. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was even in the textbook for, like, form tree students for the art textbook. In Malaysia? Yeah, in Malaysia. And because art was his thing. And it's like his paintings were, like, all over my house. Uh. So like, I grew up, like, seeing those paintings. And it's like, and I always admire them because they were... They were, like, his paintings are always, like, pastel, like, calming, and includes, like, calligraphy, Arabic calligraphy. Ah. And I was, like, it's so pretty. So I was, like, I want to try doing that. Is it because of, like, the colours he used or the concept that he used that inspired you? It's both. It's just, I don't know, like, the overall look, Mm. it makes me calm. 
of so the like I, the masterpiece. Yeah, right? so I like it. Yeah, uh, and it's just, I mean, like my parents aren't really like artists, but they're also like hands on. Like they always make us, well, not make us, but like encourage us to make arts and craft. So like in my childhood. Most of it, I remember, is me doing arts and craft with my siblings. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, art has been a thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think I understand why there is the importance as well, because mm. probably because of your late grandfather. Yeah. And you you did mention it to me that you've never met him before. because yeah, he passed away before I was born, like two years before I was born. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow you felt like you know him because yeah. all his paintings are around the house. Yeah. It's like, I really do feel like a connection. And yeah, I get sad because <laughs> like I didn't get to meet him and I really would have liked to meet him. And I don't know, maybe if he, if like he was, if he's still around, maybe like we can still like talk about art, you know, or make, like, art together or something uh, like that. And it would be... I think it would be amazing. Yeah. Ama- an amazing experience. But, like, yeah, I can only... Yeah, you can wish. only imagine <laughs> yeah. actually um, spending time with him mm. and doing art with him. Yeah. But in a way, if he was your inspiration back then, mm. even until now, if you're doing art, it kind of feels like he's there. Yeah. I think... Um, as someone who, because we we have a faith, right? We have spirituality. Yeah. Um, we do believe that our ancestors are there with us mm. spiritually. Yeah, yeah, and that must be very special to have him as a grandfather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, can you tell us his name? Oh, well, his name is Ahmad Khalid Yusuf, mm. and he pretty established. Yeah, like, his paintings are, like, um, at the Bank Negara, which is the National Bank in Malaysia, like, in Petronas Gallery. He was also, like, the art director of, like, a gallery in Sha'alam, where, uh, the city where I grew up. Mm. Yeah, and I didn't even know that until, like, when I was, I don't know, in high school. <laughs> yeah. It's just that suddenly my parents t- told me, oh, he was the art gallery here. The director here, and I was like, oh. "That's amazing!" Because <laughs> you've never met him, yeah. so you learn about all these new things yeah. about him after he died. Yeah. So it makes it more special to mm-hmm. think about, you know. Wow! So like, whenever I went to galleries like in Malaysia, I subconsciously, unconsciously like look if his paintings are there. Ah, and yeah. have you found, um? Not quite a lot. It's just that sometimes when they do exhibit, display his paintings, it's the wrong timing. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, there's certain themes for every week, right? Or every month. And it's like, it doesn't match with the timing that I go there. Yeah. yeah. It's not that he, um, his paintings aren't there. It's because you weren't there to see <laughs> his paintings. But how special would it be if uh, one day you're just yeah. walking around and you saw his name on yeah in the galleries? <laughs> Yeah, that would be an amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, hopefully one day we can go back to Malaysia and <laughs> experience something like that again, right? Yeah. yeah, talking about being away from home, 
um, now, currently, we can't go back. And mm. even the situation back home in Malaysia isn't doing so well yeah. as compared to here. Yeah, and, it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, and we we did talk about um, feeling guilty yeah. <laughs> for being here in a beautiful Aotearoa and experiencing very different differently than Malaysia yeah. <laughs> and how that's impacting our sense of self mm. here. There's a thing about migrants and international students. Mm. It's like we have two legs, yeah. one in each world. Yeah, we one, have like two selves, I yeah. guess. One here and one back home in Malaysia. Yeah. Because like we're living here in a in a COVID free world, but then we still mentally experience what our family experiences back in Malaysia. Like the you know, the anxiety, the the I don't know, the fear of getting COVID, I guess. Yeah. And it's COVID anxiety. Yeah. So it's still affecting us. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think what's worse is that the feeling of not being there to help. Yeah. Or to just support. Yeah. Or, yeah. And if, if we think about it, like, like as an individual, mm. we can give support, but is there more that we can do to save the country as a whole? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think thinking about that is quite overwhelming. Yes. I, I, I think a lot of us want to do a lot of things, yep. but it is way beyond our capacity, right? Mm-hmm. That is something like a... A government could do, <laughs> not not an individual who's not in Malaysia, you know. Um, but I'm not underestimating individual power. voices and power. But um, thinking about our capabilities mm-hmm. and our um, what's that word? Our limits, yeah, right? Because everyone has a different take on mental health. Yeah. And I think, um, as psychology students, <laughs> let's talk about that. And I realized that the Arenality has a lot of psychology graduates and students <laughs> in it, uh, which you will find quite a trend. But I think it's probably because um, there's a lot of people who do psychology. And because this podcast is on well-being, yep. <laughs> there's a lot of that as well. Yeah. Uh, so, Sarah, mm. would you mind sharing with us how you took care of your mental health during the lockdown? When lockdown started, I was honestly not in a good place. <laughs> Even though people say, oh, New Zealand only got lockdown for like three months and it's not that long, but it still affected me pretty badly. It's like... Mm, COVID affected me first financially and also, yeah, mentally, obviously. Um, it First off, I wasn't sure if I can continue my studies because of financial problems. And that affected me already pretty bad. And also, I wasn't, I, was, I didn't have a job. So, like, I didn't have, like, that extra money to like support to support myself uh, because um 
for people who had jobs, they might have got the wage subsidy, mm, right? Yep. And I was like, I had none. <laughs> and like, to be honest, my family also wasn't doing well because of, because of corona. So I didn't have like anywhere or anyone to like ask for support in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was in a pretty bad place. And because of that, I think I got depression. I think I got depressed. I, I'm not sure I didn't get diagnosed or anything, but it's just that I was down. I was feeling down for the whole lockdown and also after and it affected me until like i'm pretty sure it still affects me now but it's like i'm getting better i think but it's just that during those days i barely got out of my room barely got out of my bed i just stayed under my blankets and like my curtains were all always like closed Mm. so it was always dark in my room so i was like i felt down like worthless you know like low mood like I don't really want to do anything I I don't think I was like worth anything yeah that's why that's also why I stopped like doing my bullet journal because before bullet journal was like some a way of for me to 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 cope or like to do things that I enjoy in my free time but I guess because of that, I it started becoming a burden. And it's like, you know, depressed. So, like, I didn't have any motivation to do anything. So, I didn't have motivation to do that either. So, yeah, that's why I stopped doing bullet journaling. Mm. And also, pretty much everything that I used to enjoy. Mm. Even like K dramas or like anything, yeah. basically, I just literally just sat in my bed and like listened to like depressing songs <laughs> and like cried and cried and yeah. cried. And it was like, because it was also a time of uncertainty because I wasn't sure if I can continue my studies, right? Yeah. So I was like, I just, I was like, oh, then if I wasn't sure if I was gonna, if I was even gonna continue my studies why do I even bother trying to do all these other things it's like I should just sit still and like not be a burden to anyone here you know like those kind of thoughts yeah Mm. it was like that thing just kept me from enjoying anything basically Mm. even like and it was during Ramadan the month of giving (laughs) and people were giving and they were sharing things and sharing food but it's like I couldn't do that for them so I was, I felt extra down, extra guilty because I couldn't do that, mm. you know. And and it's like, because of that, my sense of self-worth went down further because like, wow, if I can't even do these things for people I care about, then what am I even worth to them, you know? Mm. I know it's like, looking at, at it now, it's like, it seems like nonsense or something. It's like, <laughs> it's just food, you know? <laughs> but it's just, I don't know, it's like, at that time, I was like... Even I, the small things. Yeah, I really couldn't do, I felt like I really couldn't do anything for the people that I, like my friends or my family back home, like, and it's like, it really affected my 
sense of self worth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. I, I, I'm sure it's not easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What I am happy to know is that how you described it. Like you know, you weren't feeling well. Yeah. Well, now you know.、Mm. But how crazy is it looking back? When that happened, did you know you were depressed? I mean, I kind of had a feeling because, like, I'm a psychology student. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that that is a big benefit <laughs> for all of us. So I know <laughs> the symptoms. Well, <laughs> it's like. I checked all of those symptoms, but it's like it's not like oh, just because I know I'm depressed, just doesn't mean I can like, oh, will myself to get out of it, you know?、Mm. And it's not depression isn't something you just get out of or get into it like at the spur of the moment, you know? Yeah, it's like a long term thing. Yeah, and yeah, and but like, what could I do? It's just that. Yeah, basically, when I was like depressed or anything. The only thing that like kept me, not alive, but more like going, going, I guess, was like talking to people. Yeah, and particularly my friend, Aina.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like I vent everything to her, which I guess can be kind of burdening to her as well. She's not feeling for it, so I just sometimes pray. <laughs>、mm. Yeah, I just. Pray while crying. <laughs>、mm. Yeah, and, like, and it's good that you have that faith,、mm. right?、Yes. Where you feel like God is listening.、Mm. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. Yes, Alhamdulillah. Now that it's been a year、mm. after the lockdown and everything,、mm. has your coping mechanisms changed?、Mm. In a way, the way I cope is that I feel it. I just feel the feelings that I have and. Usually it goes away, <laughs> not really go away, but like I, I don't feel as bad. Maybe after like a day, I think it's because you're acknowledging、yeah. your feelings. Yeah,、uh, and I understand <coughs> that if you dismiss those feelings and they're not being treated, yeah, that's when it becomes worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So now I acknowledge my feelings. I, I acknowledge that it can change. I acknowledge that sometimes it's not true what I'm feeling, what my thoughts are. It's like, it's sometimes it's just from my insecurities or like in- intrusive thoughts. And yeah, now I get a better sense of like what I really am like and what I felt like I am. You that's know, that's like, interesting. Yeah, what's so, actually happening versus what I think is、mm, happening. Yeah, basically, yeah. And it's like, and you know how those insecurities are like. From like your relationships with other people, like so now I just ask them straightforward if that is really what's happening. So it's like I get a straight answer versus of what I thought was happening. So all the、like, speculations, yeah. Right? So it's it just my intrusive thoughts get shot down fast. So I guess that's how I cope now, and it's like. Whenever I feel sad, I listen to songs. Still, yeah. But now I, I've started doing things I enjoy again, like those oil pastels, the K drama, anime, yeah, <laughs> some anime, and listen to songs that I like.、Uh, yeah, and I think it's good that we acknowledge that life can never be the same、yeah. pre COVID.、Mm-hmm. 
there's yeah. a lot of things we did pre-COVID life, and which we couldn't bring to post-COVID life. Yeah. Even though it seems like life now is normal here mm. in New Zealand, but actually our mindsets have yeah. changed. The things True. that it's important <clears throat> to us, we've prioritized. Mm. And the things that we realize is very unnecessary. Oh, true. Because, like, during lockdown, I was, like... I think I was entitled a bit. You know, like, how before lockdown, bef- I didn't have any, like, major financial problems. So it's, like, I was, like, kind of entitled. Like, I should have these sort of um, things in my life. But because of that, it's, like, I realized that I should be grateful for what I have instead of wanting more things. Mm. Yeah, so it's like now, before it's like I wanted my life to be like this and it has to be in this sort of like trajectory to reach the the place or the dream life that I want. But it's like now it's just I'm grateful for like the life that I have and I'm and I will be grateful for like anyhow however my life will turn out to be, as long as I um, have a stable life, I guess. I prioritize being content with my life more than like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. All right, Sarah, if someone wants to look at your Bujo profile, can you mention the Instagram name again? It's at Sarah's Bujo, as in S-E-R-A-A-S-B-U-J-O. At, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yay. So that is the end of our episode of the RNLT today. I hope you learned a lot about Sarah, about what is bullet journaling, about how she started doing art. And we also talked about coping with depression over lockdown. If anyone would like to contact me, feel free to email aizalarina at gmail.com. You can also follow me on my Instagram at arinaizal. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye! You've been listening to The Arenality on RFM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.